0: Hi, everyone. Good evening. Does the sound okay? Okay, good, great. So um, we're gonna sit uh, for 25 or so minutes to start out the evening, and then I'll talk a little bit and we'll have time for some discussion. Um, so please just um, get into comfortable position. During this sitting, we're gonna start with a bit of a, a quick, short body scan. Um, and then we're gonna move into um, a kind of practice where we're using multiple points of awareness at the same time. And um, that latter kind of practice is what will um, be at the center of what I'm gonna talk about um, after we're done sitting, so through um, body scan into kind of three or even um, four point awareness practice. All right, so please take a few deep breaths just to settle into your sitting posture and into this moment. In through the nose, feeling your whole body fill up with air, and exhaling slowly
1: through your slightly open mouth.
0: Let's take a few more deep breaths in this way, in through the nose and out through your slightly open mouth. And let your mouth come to a close, breathe in and out through the nose and just let the breath come and go at its own rhythm.
1: So now we'll begin
0: the brief body scan portion of this sitting. And to start, let's bring our awareness up to the very top of our head.
1: Just feel the sensations there. What do you sense in the scalp? Just notice. Is there any tingling? any tension, any pulsing. Just feel what it's like up there, the very top of the head. Now let's move down into the forehead. Do you notice any residual tension from the day?
0: Notice how any tension you feel may be unevenly distributed throughout the forehead area, maybe certain areas. You could feel more residual tightness, tension than in others. Try to make your awareness as textured, as granular as you can, really getting in there with the sensation. now bring your awareness into your eyes and into the soft tissue around your eyes.
1: Now, how about your jaw muscles, the muscles that we use to chew?
0: especially when you encounter any tension in a particular part of the body, as very well may be the case in your jaw muscles. Let your awareness be soft around whatever you encounter. Not trying to force the sensations to change. are not trying to make them relax. You're just letting whatever you discover just be there. Be there as part of your awareness. Now let's explore our tongue. And to begin, just notice how your tongue is situated in your mouth cavity. Is it pressed up against the top of the mouth or against the backsides of your teeth?
1: <clears throat> what do you sense in the tip of the tongue? What sensation? the middle of the tongue, the back of the tongue. Now how about your lips?
0: Now, move your awareness down into your neck or throat area and just notice what you feel there. Now, it's the end of a long day. We've just started sitting a few minutes ago. The body is very likely not settled very much. So don't be surprised if you're encountering a lot of tension in various parts of the body. Perhaps notice if you feel aversion to the tension as a desire that it not be this way. But as much as possible, try to just let whatever you find be as it is. While of course noticing the ways in which you are perhaps unsatisfied with things as they are. Now let's bring our wrists into our shoulders, the muscles that run from the shoulder sockets to the base of the skull.
1: Can you feel any movement in your shoulders as you breathe in and out?
0: Now let your awareness move into your right arm and the upper part of your right arm from elbow to shoulder to
1: start. And then the forearm. The wrist. the backside of the right hand. And
0: how does the air in the room that you are in feel on the skin of your right hand? And then now explore the palm of your right hand, noticing whatever sensations you might find there.
1: And then your fingers, the fingers of the right hand.
0: Now let's move our awareness to the left arm, beginning with the upper arm, shoulder to elbow. Feel the sensations in the shoulder muscle, in the biceps, in the triceps.
1: Feel the sensations in your left elbow. Your left forearm.
0: And if there's ever a part of the body that we are scanning where you don't feel much at all, that's okay. Just that is what you should be aware of, the absence of sensation. There's nothing unusual about that. Just notice that there are no sensations in that particular part of the body for
1: you. Now the wrist of the left arm. the backside of the left hand.
0: And feel how the air of the space you are in feels on the exposed skin of your left hand.
1: Explore your left palm and the fingers of the left hand.
0: Now let's go to the upper back, the area between your two shoulder blades.
1: How do the muscles up here in the upper back feel?
0: Let your awareness just gently move around the area of the upper back, noting how the sensations may be different in different areas. There's more tension here, less there, A different kind of sensation here than over there.
1: And feel how the upper back moves as you breathe in and out. how the ribs, shoulder blades move slightly as air fills up your lungs. Now let your awareness move down to your lower back.
0: The muscles that run up and down either side of the spine in the lower back, how do they feel? Let your awareness move around, explore. If you encounter any pain, discomfort, let your awareness soften around that pain. Let it be there.
1: we hold it softly, gently. and perhaps notice any tendency to
0: constrict around the pain. Very natural thing to do, but something that exacerbates pain and makes the suffering worse and see if you can soften the the tight grip we sometimes add
1: to pain. See if you can open the palm of the mind and let the pain just rest there.
0: Feel how the lower back moves, if only very, very subtly as you breathe in and out. Now let your awareness circle around to the front side of the torso and to rest in the center of your chest where your breastbone or sternum is. Just take note of how the center of your chest feels. Is it tight? Is it hard? Is it raw or tender? No right or wrong way for it to be. Just notice how it is. And as you breathe in and out, notice how the sensations, whatever they are, change ever so slightly, moment by moment, as the chest expands and contracts, rises and falls. Even if your center or your chest feels so tight, notice how the sensations of that tightness, they're not constant, it's not fixed. There is a slight change or flow
1: moment by moment. The quality of the tightness will change as the chest moves.
0: Now let your awareness move out to the rib cage as a whole and just feel how the ribs move, how the spaces between the ribs feel
1: as you breathe.
0: Now let your awareness move to your upper abdomen, the part of your belly that is above your belly button. And just notice how that part of the belly feels as you breathe in and out. If you notice yourself controlling or managing the breath, to the best of your abilities, see if you can just let the breath breathe itself. Try not to control it, but if you notice that you can't help but manage the breath, then just make that part of your awareness, the control that you're exerting over the breath. Just notice how it feels. now let's bring our awareness to the lower half of our belly, belly button down. The belly is a place of many, many different kinds of feelings and sensations. A lot of emotions, a lot of energy swirls around here much of the time. Some of it not so easy to feel, so let your awareness be soft,
1: gentle. And you might even invite the belly as a whole to just soften a bit. Notice the feel of the belly as you breathe. How does the belly move with the in-breath and the out-breath? Now let your
0: awareness move down into your pelvis, your hips. Just let your awareness explore this area, just noting what kinds of sensations
1: there are. And into the glutes, your buttocks. Your upper legs, your thighs, your hamstring. Your knees. The front sides of your lower legs, the shins. The calves. your ankles, the ankle joints. The top sides of your feet. and then the bottoms of your feet.
0: We're now gonna shift into three-point awareness practice. And I'm gonna give you uh, three anchors one at a time to bring your awareness to. And um, I'll switch the anchors up once in a while. And the idea is to cultivate a kind of more wide open kind of awareness. Um, that's not just focus on one thing at a time, but is a kind of overall awareness of the body um, sitting here. And so we use three points of awareness to kind of open that awareness up. So to begin, Please uh, bring your awareness to your breath, the rise and fall of the chest.
1: And really feel the
0: entire inhalation, exhalation not thinking about the breath, you're really trying to feel it very intimately, every little moment of each inhalation, each exhalation. While you continue following the breath in this way, please include in your awareness the sensations that you can feel in your hands. If you're trying to feel simultaneously the breath and the sensations in your hands. <clears throat>
1: And while you continue
0: following the breath and feeling your hands, please include in your awareness now, the sensations produced by the contact between skin and air in all the places that your skin is bare, your arms, your face. Feel the quality of the air in the room that you are in as a third anchor along with hands and breath. At first, it may be difficult to hold all three anchors simultaneously. That's okay. If you need to move between the anchors one at a time, or you can only hold two at a time, that's okay. But once in a while, try to hold all three, even if it's just for one breath. Over time, it'll become easier to do. Let's try three different anchors now. Please bring your awareness to the sensations of the breath in your nose. The feel of the air you breathe in and out as it passes through your nostrils. You can park your awareness, the very tip of your nose, just inside the nostrils, just feel The sensations produced by each in-breath
1: and out-breath. Notice how the in-breath is cooler than the out-breath. While you continue following the
0: breath in this way, use as your second anchor, just the sense of your, the posture of your upper body as a whole, the feeling of the uprightness of your body.
1: And then now, please add to that
0: an awareness of all the sounds in the space around you. So, the feeling of the breath and the nose, an awareness of the feeling of your posture, the uprightness of your torso, and the sounds
1: in the space around you.
0: And let's do one final three-point awareness practice with three new anchors. And to begin, please bring your awareness to your belly. Just feel the sensations in the belly and the rise of the fall of the belly as you breathe. For some of you, the belly may not move that much. Just notice whatever movement, whatever sensations there are in the belly. It doesn't have to be deep belly breathing. You're not forcing the breath. Just notice to what extent the belly
1: moves as you breathe. And
0: then please add to that an awareness of the sensations in your buttocks, in your bottom, especially the contact that your bottom is making with whatever is supporting your weight. And then as a third anchor, let's once again, use the feeling of the air on the skin of our body. And the point of these three-point awareness practices is not to be narrowly focused on these three anchors, but to use these anchors as a way of becoming aware of the body as a whole. So can you feel, even while you're paying attention to these anchors, just the sense of the body as a whole sitting here, sensations in other parts of the body Along with the air on your skin, can you also hear the sounds and the space that you're in. Notice what it feels like just to be grounded in the physical reality of this present moment in this gestalt way, just taking it all in. And if you ever feel like you can just sit here, just aware of the body as a whole, you can let go of the anchors that you use to get to this state of mind, state of awareness. The three anchors are just an entry point, a way of experiencing the totality of what is just to be present
1: in the body, in the present moment. Okay,
0: that's good for the sitting, thank you. Feel free to stretch your body, get comfortable. So last week I talked about um, noting thoughts. Um, and, uh, What I want to talk about tonight is a compliment to the discussion last week. Um, last last week, I mentioned you know um, certain ways of noting like thinking, planning, fearing, you know, very quick generic labels that we can use for thoughts that we notice when we're um, meditating or just in everyday life. And those are good, they're useful, they're very useful. Um, I, uh, I wanna introduce a, um, another kind of um, technique as well, which is labeling, which is a little bit more precise. And it's particularly useful for thoughts that um, really have uh, a deep grip on us. So what kind of thoughts that we really have a hard time not believing, um, that are very compelling, seem to us to be um, just statements of the truth, right, Rather than just thoughts that we're having. Um, so if you, if you uh, have uh, a thought that you just really feel is very sticky, um, labeling it, can be a wonderful way to, um, to kind of loosen the grip it has on you to, to create a little bit more space between it and you. Um, and so the, the technique of labeling is just to repeat a thought verbatim prefaced by a short phrase like having a thought or having a belief thought. So it'd be like having a belief thought, I can't do this or having a belief thought, uh, nothing matters, or um, having a belief thought or having a thought,
1: um, I always screw
0: up, whatever it might be like that. Um, Thinking, planning, fearing, those generic labels are very good for the thoughts that like um, come and kind of like have a little bit of stickiness to them um, but for the ones that you really that 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 are that that you just cannot help but see as actually the truth, um, labeling with more precision uh, is, I think, a very important method that I, I um, that I would like to recommend. Um, there is a, we have um, a, a deep investment in not really seeing these kinds of thoughts. Um, and so it takes a, a little bit extra effort uh, um, in order to, I think, really um, wake ourselves up to what these thoughts are really saying. They're the kind that um, in a way they, they constitute the lens right, through which you see your own reality. And so they're very tricky to even notice. Um, they will just, it's like the matrix, right? It'll just seem like it is, it is, um, is reality rather than just a thought they're having about. Um, How things are. So, um, but whether, whatever method you use, the kind of generic noting or the more precise form of thought labeling, what we did tonight in the second half or the last third of our um, sitting together is a crucial complement to um, the kind of observation or the awareness of our thoughts. Mindfulness of thinking, mindfulness of the, of thoughts, needs to be complemented by um, an awareness, um, deep experiential awareness of how the body is feeling, um, uh, and so you know there is, I think, a risk in um, and using the technique of thought labeling or noting, especially noting, like the kind of where you go thinking, thinking, planning, plan, we can get kind of, um, kind of almost like just caught in the level of of the mind. Like like we just become um, focused on just noting thoughts and staying up in the mind and seeing what's going on. That is useful, um, but it's it's um, it's it's not enough. It's just, I think there's just no other way of putting it. Um, real transformation, uh, I think only begins when we start to experience very sort of intimately um, the kinds of sensations that, um, that are linked to those thoughts. And in fact, I think often um, are some of the reasons we get so caught up in the mind to begin with because The body may be feeling sort of like tension, fear, anxiety, this or that. And it's actually um, a deep aversion to that, a deep desire not to feel that, that often propels us up into the mind and makes us instead want to think, right? Rather than feel. Um, And so until we open ourselves to feeling what is underlying these thoughts will just stay lost in these grooves, in these tracks. And kind of having clarity on what those thoughts are while useful, won't actually help transform the basic dynamic that is making us stay up here, right? In our thought patterns. So um, so when you notice a thought like, um, uh, I, I don't know, um, I'm never good enough or I'm not going to ever measure up, you know, or um then sink into the body using the kind of awareness that we just began to practice tonight and just try to experience whatever it is that is going on at the level of the body. Um, you'll discover that it's, very hard to do. Um, it's, it's, it's not something that we um, really like feeling very much. And this is, of course, part of the reason that we then spend up so much time up in the head. Um, so, um,
1: and when we can um,
0: stay in the body longer. Um, I think a couple things begin to happen. Once, one is that we can just simply learn to handle, hold, tolerate, whatever the word you want to use, um, the discomfort in the body that makes us want to take flight into the mind. Um, And, and that that will require, I think, just coming face to face with the deep resistance that I think almost everyone has to really feeling what the body is like. Um, so I think you should expect this not to be an easy thing to do at all, and certainly for any length of time. And so it's going to be a constant kind of like I can I can feel it for a few seconds, and then you're gonna you're gonna deflect, you're gonna go up into the mind, you're gonna take flight, and it's not. It, that's to be expected. I think it's just it's like, there's something important to, to realize. Um, and, um, and over time, you'll be able to sit with these feelings more and more. At first, it will honestly be challenging to stay with some of these sensations for more than a few seconds at a time, you know. Um, but then with practice, it will become more more and more doable, and you you get up to fifteen seconds, twenty seconds, and then longer and longer stretches. Um, but it's going to be fitful, um, and a lot of what will actually um, feel is like a resistance to actually um, sitting with the body in this way. But the more we can do this, the more we can experience the body um, beneath the level of thoughts. You know. Labeling thoughts so that we can move to the body, the longer that we can experience the body in this way and hold whatever discomfort we're feeling in this bigger container of awareness that this the practice we were just doing cultivates, those feelings will start to shift, or our relationship to them will begin to shift. I think maybe both things. Um, the kind of solidity. The compellingness that those sensations have, um, the more that we can be with them, will begin to soften. Where, um, where we could just like we flinch, we just couldn't handle more than a little bit of time with them at first. Well, that we can we can then be with them for a little bit longer, and that alone will I think soften um, how upsetting they feel to us. And as um, as we can be with them longer over months, and years of practice, um, uh, you'll start to, um, I think one thing that starts to happen is you'll start to uh, identify more with the kind of awareness that we're cultivating when we use these three points. You know, like, I am more the space of awareness, rather than just this anxiety, this fear, this anger, whatever it may be. The fear, the anger, all that will still be there, um, but it won't be the truth of who you are so much. And you'll be able to understand that it's just part of this incredibly broad, wide just altered experience. Like there is this knot in my chest, in my throat, in my belly, but there's also the feeling of the rest of my body. There's also the sensations of my breath. There's also the sounds in the room around me. There's also the feel of the air on my skin. And so it won't be so consuming. You know, I think that's, I think one thing that will happen. And then you can start to like, sense how that the solidity of those sensations actually um, can not just soften, but even kind of reveal themselves to be just sensations. um You know, there's like this sensation here, this is sensation there. There's some thoughts that are connected to it. and they um, can really, you know, start to decompose as it were, and sometimes will even disappear, um, but don't expect that and it's not something that is really necessary. Um, so, you know, um, you know, meditation practice really has, I think, two, two, two basic um, directions. One is changing our relationship to our thoughts and sensations. Seeing them as just thoughts, right? Seeing our sensations just as sensations, but the other um, is that we begin to see that they, those thoughts and sensations, aren't as solid as we thought they were, and they begin to decompose into their constituent parts. Um, and that's something that we can, as you can see. This is the way the Buddhists talk about this: is like we can see the emptiness of these phenomena, um, that they're not solid. But um, I think. Uh, A lot of attention is paid in meditation instruction to the the noting um, and to the awareness of thoughts and to the awareness of specific bodily sensations. But I think um, one thing that distinguishes, I think um, Zen practice is this emphasis on just being with the kind of holistic presence of the body, just sitting, Um, not like just, noting this sensation or that, but I just like this kind of f- wide open field of awareness. So um, in, Zen, in Zen training, this is called the practice of Shikantaza are just sitting. It's objectless. We're not focused on the breath, we're not focused on particular sensations, um, but we're actually just sitting. We're just aware of the, the, the gestalt, the totality of, of what it feels like to be present in the moment. Um, and when we can do that more and more, we realize that we are just that space of awareness, um, and that that begins to allow us, enables us to experience these thoughts and feelings that were so kind of you know difficult and challenging and overwhelming, in a very different way over time. Um, and so this is really the transformative aspect of I think Zen training. It's also I think something that makes it slightly different in feel, I don't think in essence it's different from like how Vipassana is taught or how other kinds of meditation, mindfulness is taught. But I think this is, um, it's just a slightly different feel. And so, um, so I think what I would, that the last thing I'll say is for this reason, you know, like last, last week I made this, um, I told the story of how Mark Epstein um, liked to talk about meditation as in a way, um, kind of like exploiting the obsessive nature of the mind. You know, we we are obsessive, right? So like in a classic Vipassana instructions, you're supposed to do a nonstop noting of your experience. You know, you like like when you walk, you know, uh bending of the toes, the raising of the, 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 the ball of the feet, right? The placing of the foot, like and then the chewing, chewing, salivating, you know, like like really moment by moment noting you know, of experience, thinking, remembering, you know, um, and that's a very powerful technique. Um, But, uh, and clearly in the kinds of, the way I'm I'm teaching meditation, I'm incorporating elements of it, but this is a place where it's actually kind of different. I would actually recommend not doing that moment by moment obsessive noting of experience, and rather just simply note or label thoughts when they seem like they are really like hooking you, okay? The emphasis should rather be on being in the body in the way that I described tonight. So we use noting or labeling because unless we see the thoughts that we have, also we can identify them as thoughts, we're just gonna be carried, we're gonna be caught up by them, right? We, we're not gonna be able to reside in the body if we're just lost in thinking. So it's essential that we, pay attention to what our thoughts are doing. We have to understand that, right? But the point is not to do that in an obsessive way, like the way Mark Epstein described, but rather to use that to then just sink into the body and to be in the body um, as much as possible. And then when we're pulled out of the body and we think again, note that, label it, and then come back into the body. So, um, I think in actuality, most of the time that we're sitting, we're not noting or labeling. Um, We're actually just practicing kind of embodied awareness, awareness of the body, um, following the breath, using two or three different anchor points, trying to feel just what it is, just to be here sitting in our body. And then the mind will intervene, pull us away. And we use the practice of noting or labeling to, to see that. And then we come back to the body. Um, so anyway, that's how these two parts of the practice fit together. And I just want to like you now kind of add this other very important piece because last week on its own was incomplete. This is the part that really, I think um, is the core of the of, of this form of Zen training as a whole. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. Are there any um, questions or just, Maybe people want to describe how the practice of three-point awareness felt to them. Um, did anyone feel the, the, the kind of falling into like a more wide-open kind of awareness? Um, the three-point awareness is really useful because we can't just make ourselves fall into wide-open awareness, right? You, you kind of need a way a, a way into it. Um, so it's good to have a method. You use the three-point awareness, and once in a while, you'll slip into this kind of like, oh. Yeah, I'm just, I can just, I'm feeling the body just as a whole. And you can feel the anchors that you started with, but you can feel more. And then you can let go of the anchors and just sit there. And you'll really, you'll notice that your awareness just goes naturally to wherever you need to go. You'll notice, oh, there's a tension here. Oh, there's a, there's a certain kind of sensation here. And it'll just move in a free floating away as you are just present with the body as a whole. And then you'll get lost in distraction and then you can reestablish this kind of awareness by using those three anchors again so it's a good thing to have to go back to because i think one of the difficulties with shikantaza practice is that it's actually like really hard to know how to do it like what does it mean to just sit you know um so most people when they try it they just they're just kind of like there's a lot of guesswork there's just like um and a, frankly, a lot of like daydreaming, a lot of like fuzziness. And so you having this as a kind of really precise practice to help us get into the state of just presence, I think is very helpful. Um, okay, so that's that's what I have for tonight.
1: Maybe I'll give an example.
0: I still get, they're, they're, teaching is interesting. I don't know how many of you were teachers who I ever taught. You know, teaching can be the most wonderful experience. It can also be the most kind of like, oh, God, you just feel so awful <laughs> after you teach. Um, the last week of teaching uh, in my class at Williams has been hard, I, I think for a lot of different reasons. I, I was teaching about environmentalism and just, you know, it's hard. And actually, I, we read David Loy's book, Eco Dharma. It hit my students in my class harder than it's ever hit them before, because I think, frankly, the reality of the climate crisis is just much darker than it has been. Um, And so there's a lot of overwhelm in the room. I felt like it was hard for me not to feel a little bit of hopelessness, you know, and and despair when teaching it. So anyway, I left class last Wednesday night, just with one of those occasional feelings I have, which is like. I shouldn't teach, <laughs> this is terrible. You know, I'm no good, you know? And um, and honestly, it was like, you know, this is like one of my big scripts. You know, like people, we all have our greatest hits. Like this is like number one in the charts. And like, I immediately started thinking like, okay, I gotta find a different job. I should have like, like, I gotta like look for something else to do. I, I've i been looking with envy at my, my mail, my postman. Like that seems like a nice job. <laughs> Just walk around delivering mail. Practice mindfulness, you know, don't have to like, um, and so, um, but then I remember this practice. It took me a while to remember, but then I, and I just, because also it felt so bad because like when I was having those thoughts, my body was just like, so, oh, it's just so icky because it's not just sensations when it's like, you feel like you just feel like crap, you know, and you feel, you feel like there's a hole inside you. Um, and, um, but, I turned to the body and I just exactly what we did tonight, exactly what I was talking about tonight. And I think, you know, the first night it was just like, just, you know, Wednesday night, oh, just, okay. Woke up the next morning, still feeling it, you know, but that day I sat and just being, being with the body in this way, something just shifted. And it's actually, it was so interesting because it's like, the night before, this was a huge problem, which had to figure out the answer to, like, should I commit to this career? Should I find another? I mean, I've done this so often. I didn't even bother telling my wife anymore because she's like, oh yeah, great, again, you know? Um, and, um, but at some point the feeling just shifted. You know, it it like was there, but it wasn't such a big deal. And then actually like halfway through the afternoon, it just like dissolved. And then it was like disturbing in different ways. Like, wait, I like, Thought I had to figure this out, and it—it's not like I figured it out. It's just the sensations, kind of just dissipated. (laughs) But because I've been sitting with them, and I think this is the kind of thing that can happen with this kind of practice, where um, it's not a way to figure out your problems, right, Um, to solve them, because they're not actually problems. It's just the problem is when you feel bad, then you start thinking it's a problem, and you're gonna, you know, you got to solve it. Um, and so, um, anyway, just an example from my just my recent, you know, past where this kind of practice can be very powerful. Um, next time you feel something that you just churning, you just feel, you know, and you just don't want to think about it so much, where right? it's like you're lost and like, you know, some kind of um, thought that's set off by this. See instead what it feels like just to reside with those sensations. Yeah. Morning. I have a question, which is not quite as deep, but, uh, how, how is the stuff that we did today related to the potential feeling that you get when you do yoga or when you stretch, for example, when you, when, when that exercise is, calls attention to a particular part of the body that, that you notice, it feels like it's the same. Uh, is it the same or is it different? So I'm not a yoga practitioner in one. So I can't, so I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to speak. Uh, um, I think, um, I think it has the potential to be exactly the same. is from my understanding of what yoga can be. I think though, that a lot of people approach yoga or stretching as ways of making the body feel better. You know, I think what's distinctive about this approach is actually, you're not trying to do anything to the body. You're actually just sitting with yourself as you are. And so, so, I think yoga ultimately probably is actually that, right? But, you know, a lot of people approach it in a way of like it's a tool just to, to relax the muscles, to get rid of tension, things like that. This is actually like kind of perversely different. <laughs> it's like, let's just be with how things are exactly as they are. And then, because so much of what we feel is tension, it's actually maintained by a resistance to it, you know? Um, and when we don't resist anymore, it gives it the opportunity to change because everything changes with time. Okay, thank you. Okay, I went a little over tonight, I'm sorry, um, 8.35. So um, if you have to go, please go, but maybe if you have a minute, we could sit and end with quiet as I like to do. Okay, so. Okay, everyone. There are two chapters from, um, uh, there's a piece by Joko Beck and a piece by Ezra that are related to the topic I spoke about tonight. I think I'll send them out in case anyone wants to, to you know, read a little bit more about them. Okay. Um, thank you all for being here. It's really good to spend the evening with you. I just wanted to say thank you so much. It makes such a difference listening to your teaching and your experience and especially tonight, because so often when I practice, I hear myself criticizing everything I'm doing. So thank you. Thanks, Jane. Thank you. No, seriously. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a million. Good night, everybody. Good Thanks, night. Birdie. Bye-bye.
1: night.
0: Good night.